This afternoon, we'll deal with Lord's Day 46 of the Heidelberg Catechism. Lord's Day 46, page 555 of the Book of Praise. And there the, the church has confessed the word of God as follows. Why has Christ commanded us to address God as our Father? To awaken in us at the very beginning of our prayer that childlike reverence and trust toward God which should be basic to our prayer. God has become our Father through Christ and will much less deny us what we ask of Him in faith than our fathers would refuse us earthly things. Why is there added in heaven? These words teach us not to think of God's heavenly majesty in an earthly manner and to expect from his almighty power all things we need for body and soul. So far, our confession. Beloved brothers and sisters in the Lord, and that includes the boys and girls, too, who belong to the Lord. I'm first going to ask you something, boys and girls. Have you ever, ever had a nightmare that um, made you wake up scared because you dreamt something awful was about to happen to you? You sat up in bed and you were afraid. Your heart was beating fast and and you're afraid in the dark, right, then? And then maybe you wanted to get up and go to the bathroom, but you were afraid to go because you thought someone or something might grab your foot under the bed or something like that, or come out of the closet at you. So what did you do? Most likely, you called your father. Maybe your mother, too. But especially maybe your father because he's strong and you're not a, afraid that he could deal with whatever creature you imagine is under the bed or in the closet. Well, congregation, that's something like what we can do as all of us can do as God's children in all the struggles and fears of our everyday life. Jesus, the Lord Jesus, taught us to pray to God by calling him our Father in heaven. And in teaching us to call on God like that in prayer, Jesus shows us that we have a Father in heaven through him, a Father who always loves us, who always listens when his children call on him in their fears or their needs, whether our fears are real or imagined, we can call on our Father in heaven. He'll be there for us. And He is able to help us. Let's not underestimate this Father. No need to fear with Him. And with that in mind, I preach to you the address of the Lord's Prayer with this theme. Christ teaches us that we can address God as our Father in heaven. And we see... First of all, what it means to address him as our Father, and secondly, what it means to add in heaven. First, what it means to address God as our Father, then. Brothers and sisters, boys and girls, 
God is our Father. And He's our Father not because we're such good children, but because Jesus Christ gave Himself up for us. But because Jesus died for us, we cannot doubt that God is a loving Father for us. A Father who was always nearby, who we can call on any time. Earthly parents try to be there for their children as much as they can, but sometimes they can't be with them. They're far away. They want the best for their children, but they can't always provide that for them. Well, our God and Father in Christ is a lot more of a parent than any earthly parents could be because he's the perfect father. Always there, always ready to provide what we need. And that's quite something because in the beginning, you know, if you think that through, in the beginning in paradise, we rejected this father. At that time, we were his children and everything was good and right. Adam created as the Son of God, and we in him. But in Adam, we stubbornly turned our backs on God as our Father, and we walked away from him. We figured we knew better than him. Nevertheless, God sought us out, and he said he still loved us. He even said he would send his son to redeem us, his only eternal natural son to redeem us so we could be reconciled to him again. Congregation, this God is near us. This God is there for us. And that's what the name Father in the address of the Lord's Prayer teaches us in the first place. And the name Father in the Lord's Prayer implies something else too. It means that without him, we wouldn't even exist. And that's how it is with earthly parents too. Everybody has a father and a mother, and without a father, you wouldn't be here. Well, it's even more like that with our Father in heaven. He's the source of life, our life, our creator. He gave us life. And we can believe that he now also gives us not just the earthly life which all creatures have, but also, also spiritual life, new life, faith, hope in Him, rebirth through His Spirit, and He wants to give us the full life which His Son has obtained for us. The fact that you received life from your parents makes the relationship between parents and children very special, very close. Other people can take care of children too, babysitters, caregivers, and so on. But the relationship between parents and children is the most intimate and close of all. Your parents brought you into this world. You have your life from your parents, and the relationship you have with your parents and is one that you don't have with anybody else. Now, that's how it is with God in Christ too, only even better. God alone is your father from whom you receive life. And the church is your mother who gives you birth, who feeds you, who cares for you, and with whom you feel at home. So you realize that it's very important that you seek your whole life, 
your earthly as well as your spiritual life only with your heavenly Father. And you can ask that from him. And you never have to be afraid that he's going to get tired of you asking him. You can always go to him. And that brings us to the third thing which the name Father implies in the address of the Lord's Prayer. A father, you know, he takes care of his children, makes sure they have what they need. Well, the Father in heaven does that perfectly. He has the, the empathy to provide exactly what his children need. Fathers here on earth are limited in, in their abilities. They have shortcomings and weaknesses. But our God in Christ is a perfect Father. He can do everything. Nothing is impossible for Him, and His whole heart is set on us. So He really wants to be recognized as our perfect and almighty Father then too. He wants us to humbly, reverently call on Him to take care of us as our Father in heaven. Jesus teaches us this. There's nothing that moves God's heart more than when we call on Him as our Father, look to Him as our Father, we read something about that in Malachi 1. There God has to complain to his covenant people. If I then am your father, where is my honor? The Israelites in those days were willing to be children of God, but they were not willing to honor God as their father. They weren't willing to give him the respect he had a right to as their father. Sure, they were willing to bring sacrifices to him, but they brought him sacrifices of animals which were injured, crippled, or diseased, no good for anything else, blemished animals, leftovers. And that hurt their father's heart. That callousness, that lack of appreciation, that thanklessness of his children. If I am your father, where's my honor? Why did we read that part of Scripture? Not because I think it's necessarily like that here, but there's always a danger that it becomes like that with us too. It may never be that we take our relationship with our Father in Christ for granted. It should never come to the point that we think that since we're children of God, we have an un inalienable right to His love and care. We have to remember that God's love and care is and always remains a miracle for us poor sinners. And we should always, always be tremendously thankful for it and look up to him because of it. And then honor him also for his mercy and good gifts. If we fall short in anything, then it's giving him the respect and thankfulness due to him, right? So easy, for instance, when you think about your budget to figure there's not enough left to contribute for him, for the Lord, first fruits for the Lord. Very little to give for his church. I need this other stuff for myself first. It's so easy to think when you have worries or fears, I'll bring myself through this. I can carry myself through this. I'll just set my teeth and do it myself and not ask your father. But you know how we show God the respect that's due to him as our father in Christ? Well, especially by calling on him when we're afraid or by telling him about our struggles or about when we're happy or calling him when we're in need or thanking him for what he gives. Just like children do with their earthly parents. If they respect their parents as they should, they would go and talk to them about those things. That's how we may talk to our Father in heaven too. Discuss everything with him, lay our worries before him, our concerns, ask his help for ourselves or for others. 
thank him when we do receive that. We need to watch out that we don't take our Father in heaven for granted. So easy, isn't it? Just like the Israelites. Give God the leftovers. Or only pray when all other avenues are exhausted. But we have to realize we need him always. We can't do without him at any time. Not even for a moment. We can't exist for a moment without him. And we show we're aware of our dependence on him then by, by calling on our Father in Christ. Father. Abba, Father. And that, that shows respect for him. When we look to him, call on him for our needs, thank him for his care for us. That lets him know we can't and we don't want to exist without his love and grace. Congregation, what, a, what an amazing thing to be able to have a God like our Father in heaven. How is it possible that so many people aren't interested or happy about that, interested in that or happy about it? How can it be that we so often have a hard time entrusting ourselves completely to him? Well, that's because of ourselves we actually don't want to be children. That's the problem. Children are completely dependent. And children can't deliver themselves. By nature, we don't like being dependent on somebody else. We like to be in control ourselves. And don't kid yourself, the devil likes to make use of those sinful inclinations in our hearts. He wants to deceive us into thinking we don't really need a Father in heaven. We can take care of ourselves. We can be independent, find our own way, take care of our own stuff. Sometimes God might even let us try to live like that for a while. You want to take care of yourself, okay. Like earthly fathers who allow their children to do their own thing for a while. He lets them end up doing that and then they end up hurting or stuck in trouble. And then he lets that happen so they can learn from that. Children learn when they get themselves stuck. And that's what our Heavenly Father does sometimes too. And when we go our own way, you know what's going to happen, right? We all fall flat on our face. And even then, we sometimes think we can get out of the mess we made ourselves, by ourselves, in our own way, and our own strength. But what we need to do then is go back to our Father in heaven. No use trying to be big because we're not. We need to become as children and acknowledge that our Father in Christ is big. And we can't do without him. We come to our second point, what it means to add in heaven, Father in heaven, to the address of the Lord's Prayer. Maybe you think that the Lord Jesus taught us to address God as our Father in heaven to remind us of the, the distance there is between God and us. Heaven and earth, big distance. That's not the case. It's already contained in the word Father, that sense of distance. In order to be a real father, you know, a respectful distance is necessary. Children need to look up to their fathers. A father who just tries to be a buddy to his son isn't a real father. Children need friends their own age. 
but they need a father who they can look up to. So the name father already implies a certain respectful distance here. And the Lord Jesus didn't add the words in heaven to remind us of that. No, the addition of the words in heaven has another purpose, as we confess in Lord's Day 46. It was added to teach us not to think of God's heavenly power in an earthly manner. See, congregation, in the Bible, God's being enthroned in heaven is often emphasized in order to remind us to think big of God. Our tendency is to think too small of God. But we need to be reminded over and over again He is capable of much more than we think or even can imagine here on earth. He's almighty in heaven. His might is without limits. And it's good to know we have a Father in Christ then who isn't limited in capacities like our earthly fathers are, who can do whatever He chooses to do. And that's how we may know and address our Father in Christ in our prayers, brothers and sisters, boys and girls. Not, not thinking earthly about Him. And that means being able to trust in his limitless strength and abilities. Not thinking, well, I'll, I'll ask this, but just throw it up, but I doubt if, it'll, it'll, if he can do it. It means, saying in heaven means that we can leave it up to him to decide also how he's going to take care of us. And that's not always easy for us, right? The Apostle Paul writes in Romans 8.32, He who did not spare his own son but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? And the, and the, the Apostle is saying here too then, if, if God loved us so much he gave his son as our Savior, how can we doubt that he won't give us whatever we have need of? But note the order here. He first gives us Christ and then all the other things we need. So he doesn't first give us prosperity, health, marriage partner, children, happy times, good times. No, first he gives us Christ. And then after that, all the things he knows we also need yet. And those things are not the same. Those needs are not the same for everybody. And they're often quite different than what we think we need. Our Father sometimes helps us in very different ways than we thought we had need of. But we can trust, and that, that's the point of in heaven, we can trust that our Heavenly Father will give us exactly what we need. He knows and He is able. And we can be sure of that because after all, he gave his son for us in the first place, didn't he? And then you realize he's not going to give us everything we, we want. Because those, that's what we can call our perceived needs, wants. If we need it, he can withhold things from us completely. Or he can withhold it for a time. But we can trust that he's always going to give us what he knows is good for us, for our sanctification and our salvation. And yes, it requires 
quite the faith to believe that, more faith than we can ever have in our earthly fathers. Earthly fathers can only do so much. They're limited in ability, in their knowledge of what we need, but our Father in heaven isn't limited in those ways. And does that limitless ability of our Father in heaven mean that we only need to ask in faith and it's there? The Lord Jesus said there in Matthew 7, ask and it will be given to you. Does that mean that the true children of God get whatever they ask for? No, congregation. We need to listen carefully to what the Lord says there. He doesn't say pray and whatever you ask will be given you. He says ask and what you need will be given to you. Ask and it what you need will be given to you. It's up to God to give you what and, and to give you how he knows best. And you can be sure then that he's not going to give you something that's not going to be beneficial for you. He'll give you what he knows you need for now and the future. Think of the loving father Jesus describes in Matthew 7. If his child asks him for bread, he's not going to give him a stone to break his teeth on. And if a child asks for a fish, he's, the father's not going to give him a snake which will bite him. Well, how much more with our father in heaven? He's not going to give us anything that will be harmful to us, his children. He's only going to give us good gifts, as Jesus says, Matthew 7, only what's good for us. Good for us. And that might be something very nice. It could also be something very tough to deal with. Trouble, hardship, sorrow. But he'll only give us those difficulties if they're going to benefit us. If they'll bring us closer to him or prepare us to be with him. Like we hear in the form for baptism, every time there's a baptism here, when we're baptized in the name of God the Father, he promises to provide us with all good and avert all evil or turn it to our benefit. Oh, our Heavenly Father can sometimes give us things that are very, very hard to deal with. We wonder, why us? Why not those others over there? Wouldn't it be good for them? And if you think that, then you realize already it's good for me. You think sometimes, I don't need this. I don't need this. No, it's, it's not always very easy to accept what God gives us. Think of Job. Job, who was so upright and well-to-do. God allowed totally everything to be taken from him, so he ended up suffering terribly physically, psychologically, spiritually, we could say. But in the end, Job came to see who God is and found blessing through it all. And in the end, Satan was put to utter shame. The thing is, we need to believe that our Father is seeking the good also in the difficult parts of our lives and to trust and to praise him then too. And if we can't do that right away, then we need to fight and pray to be able to accept those things, fight through it all like Job did too. No congregation, our Father in Christ doesn't necessarily fulfill our wishes even for things we think we need, things that we believe are good. 
like healing us so we can take up our task in our family again. But he always, always, always does fulfill his promises to us. And so if we concentrate on the fact that he promised to work for our good in everything, and he is our Father in heaven, who knows and is able to do that, then we'll never be disappointed in this life. As long as we're willing to be children, as long as we're willing to be dependent on our Father in heaven, he will hear our prayers. He will work out everything for our good. And then maybe even years later on, years afterwards, we'll see that so that we can say with the psalmist in Psalm 119, Lord, it was good for us to be afflicted. But even if it never comes to that in this life, after this life, the life to come, then the picture will be completely clear to us. And we'll see how wonderfully God worked through everything in our lives, the good, the bad, the ugly, right to the end to bring us to where we are then. So in conclusion, let's just summarize what we heard here this afternoon yet. Through Christ, hey, we can address God as our Father. That's what our Lord taught us. And with that, he wants to say that this God is the one who gave us life, who takes care of us, who is always there for us then. And then Jesus added, in heaven, so that we confess in our prayer too that his care is not limited by lack of power or wisdom or love. No, he's almighty and perfect in his care for us always and always working for good for his children. And if you think about those things, you realize how rich we are with this God, brothers and sisters, boys and girls, how awesome it is to be his children in Christ. Because no matter what happens this week too, you have a Father in heaven looking out for your good. As long as you continue to address him then as his humble children, you'll also be able to trust he will take care of you in everything too. Amen.